Hello, and welcome to the Special Needs Sibling Podcast, where we talk about what life is really like as a sibling to someone with special needs. I'm your host, Charlene, and today our guest is Susan. Thank you for joining us. Hello. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess we'll hop into it. Um, can you lay out your family structure for us? You, your siblings, who has a disability, any fun facts you would like to share about them? Sure. So I am one of four. I am the youngest, actually, of four, and I'm the only girl. I have three older brothers that are 10, 8, and 7 years older than me. And the um, Georgie is the one that has the disability. He is the oldest out of all four of us. So um, he's the big brother. <laughs> you, <laughs> you have a lot of big brothers, yeah. <laughs> I do. I do have a lot of big brothers. <laughs> that was fun growing up, let me yeah. tell you. Georgie was always like the best big brother growing up like I remember when we were really little like he would play dolls with me he would do tea party with me like he would like go do stuff with me and I had a neighbor who we shared the driveway and she's about a year younger year or two younger than me so we would play Barbies together and Georgie would help me like carry all my Barbies and my Barbie dream outside (laughs) and you know babysit a lot or just like you know watch or you know I remember one Christmas I got like some wooden table and tea set and he would sit and play tea party with me yeah and from the stories that Georgie has told me and my mom used to tell me before she passed away is that um, they were very excited to have a little sister. Well, two of the three were excited. Okay. To have a <laughs> yeah. One wanted a brother and the other two. Oh, wanted- yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think with the age difference, it just made it that much more fun for them, you know, because you figure when they by the time I came, they were 10, 9 or 10, 8 and 7 years old. So yes, they were so old, like enough. old enough. Yeah, to kind of like know what's going on and then but they can like they're like self-sustaining but they like have you so to play with yeah it's kind of like a, yeah. it's, a, it's a good mix of like yeah georgie will brag that georgie will always brag that he was the only one allowed in the hospital when i was born because he was the only one old enough to go into the hospital oh i didn't realize there was like an age well back then like, when i back was born in the 70s oh <laughs> we'll okay okay 70s. um when i was born yeah it was and then um he was the first one of my siblings to hold me <laughs> when i was oh, born that's a fun and then what's his disability so georgie has um a genetic disorder called norofibromatosis and he has nf which is the short name for it nf mm-hmm. type one he also has um hydrocephalus and dandy walker syndrome which is um basically his cerebellum did not develop normally before he was born okay so that you know causes some things in there and then in 2015 he had a massive stroke so on top of the disability the cognitive disability that was already there he also had a massive stroke on top of it but for his neurofibromatosis you can get if you Google it, you'll see pictures of like bumps all over a person's body mm-hmm. and they're all over Georgie's body, but they can also go inside of the body. Oh. And unfortunately for Georgie, um, a few of them are on the inside on his, in his brain. So they would continue to grow and cause brain damage as they would grow. And when my mom told me she would go to doctors like, all the time trying to find why my brother kept having headaches and I wasn't born yet. So this is oh, okay. my yeah. parents. 
Yes. Um, to try to find like, why was he having headaches? And they finally found the NF and they found the tumors in his brain and they tried multiple different things to try to alleviate the pressure um, because he would go into a coma and they've like drilled through his scalp. They've Ooh. gone into his brain. They've removed parts of his brain. Oh but the way NF is, it will come back. So. Okay. Eventually, especially once the FDA approved the use of shunts back then, okay, um, a shunt was placed in. And I remember my mom telling me that the doctor said, like, we're not sure if he's going to survive this surgery. This is a big oh deal. Yeah. Once they go into the tumors and then drain through his body. So it drains the tumors out through his urine. So whenever he goes, it continues to drain the tumors. Oh, oh so it's and, a constant kind of occurrence. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it did the trick. Like he actually survived it. He's about to be next month. He'll be 57. And they didn't think he would live past 10. And That's a long way to come past 10. Yeah. yeah. Very long way to come. Yeah. Um, you know, they, he has had to have another shot added in, you know, over the course of the years. Yeah. And um, they have found another tumor actually as short as, three years ago almost january will be three years okay they found another one at the base of his skull like in his neck um okay. that they found another one and they were able to go in and remove as much as they could but as the neurosurgeon explained it to me it was like a very stubborn one mm -hmm. so they removed as much as they could um but it will not stop the um continued decline that's gonna happen oh, okay. The tumors, especially from that yeah. particular one, and it's in such a delicate area that there's really not much that they can do about it. You know, it, it yeah. is where it is. But, um, you know, through his life, he has been able to, like, read, write. <clears throat> you know, there were a lot of things he was able to learn, like, prior to all the brain damage. Okay. And then some things kind of stopped where he wasn't able to keep going with like the higher order stuff, yes. if that makes sense. Um, but he, you know, did a fantastic job. Like when you look at how much he's been through, like just in his brain itself, it, it just kind of reminds you what a miraculous thing the brain is for him yeah, to be able to talk and walk. And yeah, I was gonna say, cause you can like, you can still interact with him. Yeah like all the time like on a pretty like normal well on, on this podcast normal is always like our as, normal as is very can. different but yeah but i mean the fact that you can interact with them in a way where like he can communicate mm -hmm. to you and do things and still like tell you yeah. what he wants right like it, it's still pretty mm -hmm. that's like yeah based on what's happened like that's still pretty impressive especially like post his stroke which well and post the stroke like it's continued to decline so the stroke took away his peripheral vision um half of his hearing and he already had a little bit of like an auditory processing delay okay. but it's significantly worse now oh, so a lot of times now to interact with him you have to have his attention and you have to make sure you're saying it loud enough and you may have to repeat it Oh, sure. <clears throat> so that way, you know, he understands what's being said to him or what's being asked of him. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's a lot considering that 
it's just a miracle that he can still do certain things. Yeah. But, you know, over the last couple of years, he's definitely taken, you know, a decline. So it, it's more caretaking than it was before. Yeah, that that's which I'm sure we'll get into that yeah. part of it. Um, <laughs> which I guess we'll, we'll use that as our transitional point. Okay. Um, so uh, since we like to keep it open forum, um, is there anything you would like to talk about <laughs> or bring up or ask about or like, yeah, any whatever well, guess, siblings want to talk about? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll just explain like the living situation because I yeah. have been listening to all your podcasts and I've noticed that so far I'm the only one that my brother actually lives with me. So when our parents passed away, our parents passed three months apart, um, both of cancer. Okay. And they passed three months almost to the day in the same, almost in the same hour. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Um, so it was first our mom and then our dad. Okay. And um, so Georgie has lived with me since, you know, our dad passed away. And that is this past June was nine years okay. that he has been living with me. And um, it's, <laughs> it's a huge change. <laughs> it's a huge <laughs> <laughs> um to put it mildly like I went from you know a single chick with just taking care of my dog to yeah. holy it's a you know a lot different yeah. life it's a whole different life and I would definitely say you know especially in the last couple of years where things have gotten much worse yeah. it's a lot more caretaking on a daily basis so um I I I don't know why my parents never um, put together what would happen. Like, what do you go into a home or what do you do something? Oh, I see. You right. Know? I, yeah. I always told my parents, like, from the time I can remember, I will take care of him. I do not want him going into a home. And I would say that all the time to yeah. my parents um, where I would do anything. And even when my parents passed away, like, if that was in their will, like, if that's what would have happened, I would have fought it. At the time, I would oh. have thought, you know, and most of it comes from my background, because after I was done high school, I became a job coach. I've done in-home supports like I've worked in yeah. the group homes. You know, I've helped people that with disabilities that live on their own um, where I've done all that. And now I'm a special ed teacher. <laughs> so I've totally dove right into. You yeah, know, you're you're in the like, lead. Yeah, you're in the, yeah, lead, the whole heart and everything. So I, you know, I saw too much that I was not happy with where I would be like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. Will, will he live in a place like that? And I think now with hindsight being 2020, you know, if you find the right type of placement, it could have been really good for him. Yeah. You know, whereas now it's it would be more difficult for him to make that transition because he went from our parents to me so he's always been with family yeah yeah now is a little bit that that sh that particular ship has sailed but yeah but it's it was it's so different too because even even like 10 years ago right like each decade kind of has its own kind of like evolution of kind of how housing works i feel like yeah right because it's yeah, it's just so different now versus before and my even born in between. In the 60s. So back then, yeah. people with his type of disability were expected to be institutionalized. Right. And my mom, thank God, um, was a stay-at-home mom. And mm -hmm. she was like, no, 
no, he stays with me. And then, you know, she went on to have three more, you know, my other brothers and me. Oh, that's true. She's the oldest. So she continued to have kids, like, even after knowing. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, no, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And, And, you know, if it wasn't for her being so diligent, knowing what his medical background is, there's no way my brother would have survived if it mm. wasn't for my mom's diligence. Okay. And, you know, being there all the time to be able to see what was going on and how things were going with him medically, yeah. you know, and we're in, we're in the Philadelphia area. So we have access to some of the best medical care in the country, yeah. which is very lucky, you know, for how rare, you know, Georgie's medical needs are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that that's, yeah, it, it's it's like a roll of the dice thing too. I mean, in general, right? Because it's kind of like when you get when your sibling gets diagnosed, like then it's like kind of how. So that's like one card, right? Then you have, you have another card that's like how your parents interact with it. You have mm-hmm. another card like where you are, just like physically in the world or in the like in our case in the U.S. But just even if you're in other parts of the world, right? It's like the support. Right is different from a medical standpoint and from like a family, right? There's all these, like, there's so many factors that play into what cultivates like the culture of which you function in your household with your sibling. And then obviously there's other dynamics of like what your, what your interaction is like versus your other siblings versus them. And then your parents, yeah, Mm -hmm. there's, there's so many levels and layers to it. I actually remember when I realized that my brother wasn't like other people, like it oh. wasn't like my other brothers or, you know, other people in school or other kids in the neighborhood, things yeah. like that. Like, I actually remember realizing that I, I want to say, I think I was in second or third grade. Okay. And up to that point, Georgia used to help me with my homework. Like when I would do my letters or like oh, if yeah, I yeah. Had stories to read or, you know, when I had like homework like two plus two and three plus two and like yeah. stuff like that. he would help me with it and I remember when we got into multiplication tables I was having trouble with them and when I brought it home to Georgie and was like you help me with this because I don't, I don't understand it he was like I don't understand it either we didn't learn these and he was like that's that's where I went in the hospital oh and when you think about it in like second grade third grade you're like eight to ten years old yes and that would be exactly where he spent a good two to three years in and out of the hospital all the time oh you know, in coma and things like that and then okay. obviously went to special education after that so it didn't make sense then but it made sense it makes sense when you think about it that that's why he didn't learn that kind of thing because he was in and out of hospitals yeah like he wasn't like in the physical location to be able even to learn it like let alone like all the other stuff but he right physically wasn't there yeah he and i remember him saying like now you know you're you're doing stuff above what i can do oh okay being like you know and he of course go ask dad or go ask you know another brother yeah or something like that and i i kind of just remember being like really (laughs) well i always go to you like and I just kind of remember for, like kind of putting it together and starting to be like, oh, that's when all that happened. Because oh, I remember being told like Georgie's head is very fragile. Yeah. I was going to ask like, did your parents like talk to you about yes. it or? Yes. Okay. 
So we always knew his head was very fragile because of the shunts and things like that. Like when we would go to the amusement park and things, there were a lot of rides Georgie couldn't do because of safety. Right. Yeah. Like if it went upside down or if it flung your neck around too much or your head around too much, it was something he couldn't do. Yeah. And that's when I kind of started to put it all together that I was like, oh, that's, that's why, you know, him and mommy will wait outside when I get on the ride and Georgie can't. Oh, yeah. So I guess, yeah, because when you're eight, that's when you can actually like connect the dots a little bit more versus like, yeah, because when my mom told me like about my sister when I was like, I would have been what, like five, which Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I still remember that conversation pretty well. But yeah, the way that I interact with that's probably very different if I versus if I was older, she got diagnosed later or whatever, right? Like, because the wheels start to kind of like turn as you get older or as you watch right. behaviorally like oh like that's not what so-and-so would do at this age which is kind of like right. your brother's like oh he can't like why can't you do the math like right which is not yeah. good or bad it's just like they that it seems odd everything. yeah because yeah, like, all your other brothers that like, can do it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because when i was in kindergarten georgie went into the hospital for a while and i want to say maybe a couple weeks a little more than a month something like that okay um and I don't remember thinking like it was serious. I just remember him being gone right? and my mom constantly being with him. And she was really worried about how I was going to feel, you know, being the only one home because my dad was home with me and my other brothers. Um, and I remember her coming and talk to me just saying, Georgie's sick. He's going to be okay, but he's sick right now. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. She's like, do you feel okay? Like, you know, asking all these questions, like, is everything okay at school? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay, so you're okay if I go sit at the hospital with your brother? And I'm like, yeah. And I vividly remember that conversation. And because I guess of how my mom put it to me, I never worried about it. I never thought oh, anything else. Oh, interesting. Because she made it like he was going to be okay but she had to be with him because he wasn't okay right now but would be and because i was okay there was no jealousy and i think that's what she was worried about does that make sense yeah because as she told me later when i was an adult okay she said she was worried because of the way my other brothers would handle things so she figured okay well here comes the third one after georgie let me try something different Oh, right. And, well, and you're a girl, too. So that yeah. there's a different level of that. But that's yeah. so interesting. Like, which I mean, this is I mean, it's related and a tangent at the same time. But like yeah. the the communication of well, OK, let me preface this. So as siblings, there's only so much you can like you can't we can't change the past of how our parents told us or interacted with us or anything. But that being said, for anybody that is a parent or that knows parents that have younger kids, it's. I just want to say that, like, the way you that handle. as a parent you interact and use specific vocabulary like that to your normal kids is very important. Like, yes. like I just want to preface that. And I mean, obviously, like, as siblings, like, it's that's been one of the things for me that's been tough, right? Is like, as I, like, look back onto, like, whatever, like, you know, like, oh, that was kind of not the way that I wanted it to be or, like, you know. How I interact with my parents now is very much just that's mm-hmm. how we function to survive, yeah. which is fine. But yeah, I think there, there's there's a lot to be said for like, yeah, like for your mom to be very, oh, 
to be in that intentional with you at that age to say it that way is really spot on. Like that's well, yeah. amazing. And she had some experience by the time she got to me. That's like, true. you know, as she's a media yeah. teenager, she's like, my first rodeo kid. Yeah, like, that's I got true. That. That is so, true. You know, she lived and learned. And I do remember like being young and being jealous of Georgie. Like when we would go do stuff, it was always me, my mom, and Georgie. And I remember kind of being like, well, why can't I just have like me and mommy time? Yeah. Like, yeah you yeah. know, why yeah. can't, why does, why can't I just have that? Um, and I think when I kind of started to act out a little bit about that, she gave me the me and mommy time. Oh. But he would check in with me to be like, are you okay? Like, do you feel sick? Are you all right? Well, Georgie's not. So is it okay? Like if I go spend some time with him at the hospital, you know, so I think she was kind of reading the cues, if you will. Like, yeah, I, I, th- like she, me, the- I think she did a great job. And but it was trial and error. There's no handbook. For, yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Especially <laughs> back then when you didn't have like, oh, there's all these Internet things and there's these blo-, right. Like now, now I feel like parents are just every parent on the planet. It's like here, you should do these things with your kids. But like before, like that's not how it works. Yeah. Like you just. I'm talking about try late things or talk to your friends and like you right. just hope that your kid turned out okay. <laughs> like, which is not bad, right? It's just we live in a very different era of that mm-hmm. realm of parenting now. Yeah. And like caregiving for that matter. You know, like like how people would even take care of their siblings or not even take care of them because they would be in institutionalized homes yeah. or just in other places, right? Like that's there's you don't have a handbook either for like <laughs> I'll take care of your brother because because even if you did what your mom did before it's now it's almost irrelevant because he's different now he's older there's other stuff that's happened like it's yeah different. and there's there's times where it's been you know since my parents have passed away <clears throat> there have been times where Georgie's been in the hospital and it has been so hard like any kid no matter how old you are you miss your parents when they passed away mm-hmm. period end okay. of story but it's different, I think, when you're a sibling and you have something like, you know, our siblings that goes on where there's big health concerns and there's big decisions that have to be made yeah. and it's on you to make them. And there's been a couple of times where I've, you know, literally walked the halls of the hospital crying because I missed my mom and I didn't know what to do. Mm. You know, where yeah. I, I think, well, what would mom do? What what is the best thing, you know? Yeah. And you're just so like, oh my God. And it kind of gives you a little glimpse into what things must have looked like from your mom's perspective. And yeah. that's good, but scary and, and emotional. Yeah. I think the emotional part is not something that you're ever, ever thought for. about. Yeah. And you, and I feel like you don't think about that part. Like for me, like it's much, it's very much like, I know that they will come eventually, right? Not not to the level of like hospital visits, probably that you that you've had to do so far. But like, it's just there's a certain amount of like you know about it, you worry about it, you kind of go through ups and downs when you think about it. But like, yeah, the emotional part is not something I ever like. You don't fact when you think about you taking into that position, you don't ever factor in the emotional no. part of the equ- equation because you don't. I'm sure it's like it's a real time thing. Like when it happens, that's when the kind of like, you know, yeah. all chaos induces. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> where I hope, you know, she's on her cloud somewhere, like either smiling yeah. or laughing at me because I'm always like, I get it, mom. I get it. Yeah. At least, at least if you know she's having a good time, enjoying watching it, then like, you know, that she she's with you in good spirits or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it, it can be tough, though, because there's sometimes where I'm just like, I want my mom. I want her so bad, yeah. you know, because it can be really tough to make those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't look forward to that day. Which <laughs> is, I always feel like I say this a lot, but there's just times like where I feel like, I mean, what we talk about, not you and I, but just as a general right. thing on the podcast, it can be dire, but like at the same time, like that's very real. Like I'm not, we're not sugarcoating any part of no. this conversation at all. Cause it's like the thing about it's it is mean, like, no. There's so many times you go to the outside world and people are like, oh, you're so lucky. Like, oh, but like, you know, but they can do this or like, oh, but you have this other life. But, you know, there's everyone's trying to throw in these like, you know, golden sprinkles and whatever to make your life better. But it's like, I like are. Yes, they're not completely wrong, but like there's so many other. There's so much other hurt that comes with it. We're not even talking about burden, right? We're just talking about like. Like, there's a whole other section of our life that, like, you, you're probably so never going to see that mm-hmm. hurts a lot, right? It hurts that, like, we can't do the things we actually want to do as a family, right? It hurts that, like, yeah. you can't go to eat certain food because you just want to try it for the heck of it, right? It's It hurts yeah. that you can't be a certain distance, like, miles away from your situation. Depending, obviously, on your situation. Yeah. I've met people all across the board where people, like, and you're a situation where you have to be like, you know, within an X amount of mile proximity versus I've had people like they're across the country and, th- and their circumstances are very different. Right. But it's, right. it's still this thing. Where, Every like, little thing I do, you know, it, it, I have to think of him. Yeah. You know, like you're I always live, just work. the proximity to home and work. I have to think of him. Yeah. And thankfully I only work a mile away from where I live. So it literally takes me like four minutes yeah. to get home. So if God forbid that there is some kind of emergency or something like that, yeah. um, I'm super close, but, um, you know, there's other things you don't think of where you kind of take on the role of the parent and, yeah. you know, this is something else that we can talk about is your role as the sibling changes. I'm not the fun sibling that I used to be. And that yeah. hurts that Mm. I can't even begin to tell you how much that bothers me because I used to be the one that he would go to for if mom said no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. I was one. And I would bring it to him or give him whatever he wanted or take him to go do whatever he wanted. And now I have to be the heavy that my mom was and it changes everything. And that hurts because I, I didn't want that part to stop. But yeah. I don't always, you know, we have caretakers that come in the home when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. So it enables me to go to work still. Yeah. Um, so we have in-home supports and I have a cognitive therapist that comes in a few days a week for okay. them, each of them that will do different things with him, exercise his brain, get him to think. And then the in-home support person basically is the fun person that gets to take him to go do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah. And we have been very blessed because we'll get into caretakers in a minute. We have been very blessed with the one that we have. Okay. We've had her for seven years. That's seven a and long eight. time. Yeah. Seven years? Seven years. That's yeah. a long, yeah. That's a very um, long time. 
And she is phenomenal. She is absolutely wonderful. And the relationship with her and my brother is great. And they mess with each other. They'll joke with each other. And I love it. I, I trust her wholeheartedly. Like yeah. she could be like, Sue, I decided to take them to like New York for the day. I'd be like, all right, have fun. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like bring me back but a I, souvenir or something. Like I wholeheartedly trust her. And I know that, you know, she would do whatever it took to either defend or protect my brother. So I don't worry about that. Yeah. I, I've seen her do it and I've heard things like we're in a very small community. So everybody knows everybody or everybody knows somebody. Oh, knows I see. I see. Okay. So I've actually had multiple other people come to me and say, I saw your brother today and his caretaker is so wonderful. You should see like they were joking around. They were laughing and, you oh, know, all kinds of stuff where yeah. she she knows about it now. But at the time she didn't that people in the community would come to me and tell and me I'd tell yeah give you the inside and everything like yeah. that <laughs> she she didn't know at the time but um you know it really helped build that trust like especially in the beginning yeah but um their relationship now is phenomenal but and I'm just going to be very raw it makes me jealous yeah because she is now what I used to be yeah with my brother yeah and that it does make me jealous because when he doesn't do something he's supposed to do or you know something has to happen where it's the heavy she's like all right well i guess we're gonna talk to sue and he's like oh you know because he knows oh that hurt that makes me sad that's like because that sucks like that's that's not who you want to be but you it's it's not optional though you have like someone has to be that person yeah and I didn't, it, it oh. didn't happen overnight. Like it didn't happen the day after my dad died. Yeah. or Which or is day. nice that it's not an overnight switch, but it's. Yeah. Well, the switch to him under my roof was. Oh. Like it was the day my dad died. But. Okay. The, but the heavy okay. happened over time by my own trial and error. So when Georgie would be like, well, can I have that chocolate bar and that chocolate bar and a Pepsi and a Mountain Dew and this and that? And I'd be like, all right, all right. You know, because that's the sister I was. Yeah. Whatever he wanted, I would give him. And then slowly I learned why those things were bad for him to have all the time. <laughs> oh. And it like it slowly started to happen where I had to become the heavy. And oh, that man. was not fun when I'd have to start saying no, you know, yeah. to certain things. Like it just it it hurts. It it really bothers me, but yeah within like within the three months between when my mom passed to before my dad passed like okay. weeks after my mom passed mm -hmm. comes to me and says i i want to get a tattoo <laughs> Lizzie, that's can't, cool i guess like well and i have several so i'm like i don't have any room to say no but thank god our dad was still alive because i was like that's a daddy question dude i was like yeah. i that's above my pay grade. I was That's like, you got a, that. I don't even know what no. I would do with that. Like, so, like yeah. yeah. I don't well, know. my dad, thinking our whole lives, our parents are very old fashioned. You have to realize, like, okay. they're very old fashioned. Tattoos were no, no, no. Okay. When I got my first one, I was like 27, and my mom, and my parents lived a thousand miles away from me, and okay. they still lectured me. Well, my mom. Wow. You know, and I was 27 years yeah, old. Yeah, I was like, you're an adult. And then I like, got lectured about doing that to my body. And anyway, 
So after my mom passed and then Georgie asked within a, like two weeks, something like that. And he, and it wasn't like a bad one. He wanted to get like in memory of mom. Oh with, like, yeah. Okay. Relief or something. Oh yeah. Okay. And I was like, all right, that's a daddy question. So I tell him to go to my dad thinking my dad's going to say no. My dad's going to be like, absolutely yeah. not. Like I don't have to. Yeah. Just, uh-huh. you know, like number one, okay. no. Number two, because of all the fibromas all over him with the fi- neurofibromatosis. Oh yes. Like, yes, 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 yes. Double edged sword there. My dad says, yes, um, as long as you can put it, he, my dad says to him in front of me, as long as you can put it somewhere that when you're wearing a I, suit, you can hide it. I don't have a problem with I, it. But what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? So Georgie turns around, looks at me like, what, no, what did, what did you do? I'm like, thanks, dad. Did you just take, did you take him to go get like, yeah, I, I did. I had to. I, I yeah, I did. That. <laughs> I didn't realize I was creating a monster, which is why I say the heavy didn't happen overnight. Oh. Because you ever read that, that little kid's book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie? Yes. Yeah, it's it's like that. Oh. <laughs> so I took him to get the tattoo. So proud of it. So excited. They found a spot, you know, a pretty good spot that didn't have a lot of fibromas that they could tattoo over. So it was in loving memory of mom with the four-leaf clover. All right. Awesome. All right. And I'm thinking, this is it. This is done. Yeah. You know, it's, it was a little tattoo. Okay, whatever. Then my dad passes. And a couple weeks later, I want to get dad's name added to it. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, it's just dad. So, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, let's just get it. All right. So, we got dad added to it. You know, uh, um, maybe a year later or something like that. Um, I want another one. Uh- I want to get another. And I'm like... <laughs> You know, I have like seven or eight of them, so I have no room to sit there and be like, oh, oh like, no, yeah, yeah, you can't, like, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, well, what do you want to get? And he's like, well, Grumpy, because Grumpy's his favorite character. Oh, like from Snow White? Yeah. Okay. So on his ankle, okay, fine. <laughs> on a spot, and he has Grumpy. A little while later, maybe oh a year or two later, I want another one. <laughs> So he has a little Eagles emblem because, you know, we're all Eagles fans here. Okay. Um, He has a Philadelphia Eagle on his arm. Yeah. Thank God he hasn't asked for any more. And I hope he can't hear me tell him this story that he'll ask for another one. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. I, I, yeah, I'm so, like, I, like the part of me, like, oh, that's so awesome. The other part of me, I'm like, I mean that's pretty incredible on like his part and your part and like the whole situation, but I, yeah. Oh, there's there's just there's so many things like I learned that if you leave him alone with an Easter basket, you will have to clean up the toilet later. <laughs> I learned oh, that the hard that's, way. That's brutal. That's not. Yeah, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. Which. No. <laughs> Do you know what, and I've like, been multiple times over the years, like not from an Easter basket, but, but because, from other equivalent yeah. things. Like yeah. when he used to have multiple in-home support people, like he mm-hmm. would have someone do the morning shift, someone do the afternoon, you know, until I got home from work. So he would play the system 
and not tell the second shift person what the first shift person gave him. Oh, so like if he had a Pepsi and a donut and this and that and the other thing, and then he would tell the second shift person, "No, I haven't had any sweets yet," you know. And then they would take him for like a king size, you know, chocolate bar. Oh and a, no, and that's all, and, yeah. You know, whatever he could get because he has his own money, you know, where he would yeah, like, you go can't stop him from. Yeah, vocalizing what he wants to spend and it he, on. He wants, and then all of a sudden, you know, I would get home, and I'm, you know, dinner's going on, and and he disappears, and <laughs> all of a sudden, it's I hear because he won't speak up. That which is like a whole other thing. He will not speak up. What you actually hear is, uh oh, oh no, <laughs> and you know that's not good. Yeah, you already, yeah, you, yeah. That there's no no other words need to be said at that point. Like, yeah, if he's yeah. gonna start with that <laughs> so you learn you know very quickly how like that you have to be the heavy but you know fortunately asia's been with him long enough that she knows his personality really well and she can actually tell when he's lying yeah. and or she'll check in with me because unfortunately she's had to clean up the bathroom a time or two because of him lying to her so she's wise to it now. Oh, <laughs> you know, so I see, I see. She still will give him what he wants, but like she'll make sure, you know. But she hey, actually I... has, yeah, but she knows, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But, you know, the in-house living, like where, you know, he, he is actually living with me. And he actually is with me and my boyfriend. And my boyfriend is phenomenal with him. Yeah. And, you know, he reminds me to be patient sometimes when my patience is running really thin. Which is great. Um, you always need the outside part yeah. to kind of like well, and remind it's easy. you. And I, yeah. I feel like some people don't understand. It's your sibling. No matter what, it's your sibling. And sometimes you don't hold back when it's your sibling. Where you're like, that doesn't look good don't wear that you know oh, or right, right, whatever right. it happens to be you know whatever you're thinking you know you, you don't hold back with your siblings i grew up with all brothers so there's you yeah, there's we have really no filter on that yeah. level yeah. yeah yeah because i w was used to being around guys all the time yeah. so i'm like there was no filter yeah um so you know you have to kind of think like that but my boyfriend's been absolutely phenomenal and so patient and so calm with him that he'll go to him sometimes and try to like you know ask him for stuff or yeah. whatever but it works out really good but anyway when you're in this type of situation it's um it's tough because i can't leave him home alone all day if a care worker calls out i have to call out you know oh yeah because you're very dependent on other people having to come into support otherwise yeah. you don't yeah yes if there's a doctor's appointment you know, and depending on what the doctor's appointment is, like I will have Asia do some, yeah, because she's been around long enough that she knows a lot. Yeah, of like she knows, but but uh -huh. that takes a long time to get to that the level that she's at with you. Oh yes, and, and yeah. your brother, yeah. But um, when he has to see like a neurologist or his neurosurgeon, um, or you know some more specialized things like yeah. that, I want to be there. I need to be there for that because decisions might need to be made. Yeah. Um. And you have to take off work for that because you know how those kinds of offices are, especially in the city. Yeah. Uh, that's an all day event. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you're not just thinking of, you know, your own personal days or your own sick days to just be like, oh, I don't feel good today. I'm not going in. No, you're yeah. you're 
holding it in because you might need that day for him when he doesn't feel good. Because when yeah. he doesn't feel good, especially after COVID, a lot of the caretakers don't want to come in, you know? Oh. He's just really good about it. Cause she's like, I'll put on a mask. Don't worry about it. He's fine. Yeah. You know, she's okay with it. But um, it, it's, it's a whole thing that you constantly have to be ready for. Um, I do let him have like an hour or two by himself at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like in between before I come home from work and when the last person leaves yeah. <clears throat> at his own request, because he's like, you know, I, I want time to myself, um, which I can, <laughs> I can respect who yeah. wouldn't, he is a 50 some year old man. Yeah. That. I totally respect that. So I let him have that, but I make sure I'm on call. Like, if you need me, call me, things like that. Yeah. It helps that I teach high school that I can actually verbalize that to my students. And oh, yeah, because they're old enough to understand how that works. They're very works. understanding. They're so good about it. So are my bosses. My administrators are absolutely oh, that's excellent about it, um, where they're very understanding that if I need to leave in a hurry, and it has happened. You know, okay. one time we had some plumber tried to get in the, get in where we live. Ooh. And, you know, even though I tell Georgie all the time, you don't open the door for anybody. You do you not can, open the door for it. Yeah. You, know, you can only, yeah. <laughs> well, one of my dogs is a shepherd and she is fiercely protective over him, over okay. Georgie. That's and, very convenient. Oh, yeah. I didn't even teach her. She just started doing yeah, it Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. Picked it up herself. Anyway, this dude manages to open the door. And my dog was sitting there waiting for him. And went to go attack him to a point that he told me later he could hear her jaw actually snap shut where his arm would have been. Oh, my God. He was able to pull himself out and then shut the door fast enough that she would have absolutely tore him up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, that's good to know <laughs> like, yeah. that she will actually protect him. So anyway, Georgie was scared by the whole thing and calls me right yes. away. And I called down to my principal. I'm like, hey. And I told him what's going on. I said, I need to go. He's like, all right, get your stuff. I'll be up there in two seconds. He actually took over my class. Oh, wow. So I, home. I was home within four minutes. Right. The dude was still outside in the yard where I was able to, like, give him the what for. Um. You know, so you have to be aware of stuff like that when you are the primary caretaker in home, where if they're in a residence or something like that, those are things you don't have to worry about. Yeah. And these are things that you do have to worry about and you have to think of. And I, you can call this lucky or unlucky. I was never able to physically have children of my own. So I don't have kids. If yeah. someone is in this position and they are still trying to raise a family, it is next to impossible. I, yeah, I'd because you I, have to manage all my of brain, them. even like in this hypothetical scenario. I mean, for somebody, it's not hypothetical, but in our particular, ours talking about it's hypothetical, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I can't, my brain can't even, it can't wrap actually even wrap around it because it's just such like. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You had more people to care for, more laundry, more cleaning up to do, more, yeah. you know, and it, it's, it's a lot. And you know, I would tell another sibling who was like me, what before my parents passed away, because again, I was very much like, there is no way on God's green earth is my brother going into a home. I will take him. Yeah, and this is, I mean, I was like 10, 15, 20 years old when I would say that. Yeah. And if it was in their will, 
I would have fought it tooth and nail. Now, hindsight, if I were able to have had a family, yes, I don't know how I would balance all of this. Yeah. And as much as I would say, if as much as it may tear out a sibling's heart to put your sibling in a place, the sooner you can get them used to it before their health gets bad or before their mm. cognitive ability starts to decline, yeah. the better off you are because That's you true. do have to refocus where your priorities are. And yeah. you're in a position when you are the 100% caretaker that you have to prioritize between your brother and your own kids. It's unfair, but it's the truth. Yeah. So, you know, that would be the advice that I would give is I would say you need to think long term. You know, that's not something I thought of. I mean, I just, something we don't want to even think about, right? Like, even as I'm hearing you talk about, like, I know I have time before I even hit that point, like, with my sister, right? Like, it's it's yeah. not, like, right. Because it, and it's, like, it's such a, I really want to think about it, but you can't, at the same time, like, it, you do need to, on some level, think about it. Because it's, mm-hmm. at some point, it is going to be my, but it's just me and her. Like, I don't. Right. I don't have other options. <laughs> like it's just yeah. And my uh, other siblings don't help. There there's no help from them, you know, as far as yeah. the daily caretaking, you know. So um yeah, there's it is what it is. Yeah. And Georgie's I like to call it Georgie's leash on me. So first of all, no matter what the disability is or where it is, the yeah. big brother card never goes away. <laughs> <laughs> I can just tell you that. Just, so I mean that's 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 comforting on some level I think for some people right because you know that that part of them is like just a normal human that you know, well, you know but... how they always say like the oldest in a family is always like the caretaker they're always the one oh that... yeah I've, yeah and it is Georgie to a T it is oh, very distant. so oh man oh god we yeah. I could walk out that door and tell him I'm just gonna go get gas I'll be right back yeah two seconds later I will get a text. Don't forget to eat your breakfast. <laughs> like Sunday mornings, my boyfriend and I go food shopping and we tell him we'll be back in an hour. We're going food shopping. We'll be right back. Within 10 minutes, he he has discovered that Siri will do group texts. Oh, text us. don't forget to eat your breakfast. All right. If during the school months when I'm at school, yeah. he knows I'm done at three o'clock and I'm okay. home by three o five. He he sets a clock by me. Okay. If I am 307, 308, 310, I get a text. Time to come home. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh my God. And he will do it to my boyfriend too. Time to come home. Like if he I... feels like it's too late and he's not home yet, time to come home. Wow. That's I yeah. I mean Okay, maybe I'll take back what I said about it being a comforting <laughs> thing. I don't know if that's comforting now. Like, I don't know. Oh, and it is every day, you know. Um, if and during the times where I've used respite care yeah. to like go away for a weekend to have yeah. like a weekend to myself or something like that, um, he will text if he can. Like, if Asia is the one that's taking care of him when I'm away. You know, she usually has him pretty occupied, but um, I will still get texts. Are you having fun? Did you eat your lunch? Did you eat your dinner? You know, don't stay out too late. Don't drink too much. Like, (laughs) he will send the whole gamut of, you know, the big brother card. Yeah. 
That's so funny, too, because it's just like, he, like that, yeah, for all the things that he could ask or tell you or complain mm-hmm. about or want, it's the, make sure you come home. Yeah. Make sure you get enough sleep. Yeah, it's, it's so it's, interesting. Don't get me wrong, it's funny, but when it's for every single day. Oh, no, like, exactly. That's why I was like, from my perspective, you telling me this is hilarious. But yeah, I was thinking about that, like, I'm like, every day? Like, yeah. okay, that's a little, yeah. If it was, like, once a month or something, or, you know, like, on certain occasions, I'm like, okay, that's different. Yeah, but every day's a little, that's we're a little, doing, yeah. We're doing this from the basement, okay? In, I'm in my home, in my basement, and I told Georgie I'm going down to go do arts and crafts, because he doesn't know what a podcast is, and I didn't know. Oh, okay, yeah, arts and crafts, sure, yeah, that works, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> this is, like, where my Cricut machine and, all, like, all my arts and crafts Oh, yeah, 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 okay. It's, it's normal for him that I will come down here for, like, an hour or two and do some stuff. And I can't believe I haven't gotten a text yet. Really? <laughs> like, where are you? What are you doing? Yeah. You know, he knows where I am. He could probably hear me, not actually hear what I'm saying, but he could probably Oh, but he hear knows me. that your voice is like. Yeah, yeah my yeah, voice yeah, yeah. is around. I, 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 wait, I will bet you a dollar that by the time we are done this, I will no, get a text. No, I was just going to say, like, if you get that text while we're talking, that yeah, that would like, be like. I will let you know. Yeah. I will absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm taking it all vibrate right now. Yeah, so just to see. Time. Yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> Can't get more He's real than that terrible. in real time. Like, <laughs> yeah. he has such an awesome personality. Like, he doesn't get mad. Like, his, he is so, like, chill. He'll get upset and he'll let you know like he's anxious or something like that. But he never, he doesn't get mad. He does not curse. He will not curse. I mean, I've offered him $20 just to say a curse word and he says no. <laughs> like, he is so funny and just, he's a good he, like, he sounds so fun to be around. He just like really your public is. personality of like, yeah, well, I'm kind of like, he, can I just have like a beer with him or something? Like, oh, he and, loves like, his beer. He yeah. loves his beer. I actually have to. I have to like curb him on that because he'll keep going. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He will. He, when he wants to um, not curse, but like if he wants to, you know, kind of give you go down more that road of, of, yeah. Like where he, he maybe has a curse word to say to you, you know, Uh Um, he'll go. Hmm. And that's his way of maybe saying something that rhymes with duck. Yeah. Yeah. He'll go, hmm. And that's it. And you know, <laughs> you know, he just basically flipped you off. Like, yeah. Kind of it. He's so funny. Like, that's that's yeah. what he'll do. Aww. But over over the years, you know, how I was saying how I didn't become the heavy overnight, like it happened in time. And yeah. one of the ways I learned that I had to become the heavy when it came to drinking is if we would go somewhere and I would have a drink. And he would be like, well, I want to drink too. Well, of course. You're a grown man. You yeah. Like, have, yeah. Who am I to stop you from having a drink? Like, whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. But he'll slam a beer bottle. Oh. Like, to a point where you have to take it away from him and be like, all right, slow down. Slow down. Yeah. So we, I try to do a trip with him every year. Every okay. year since our parents passed away, I try to do a trip. Yeah. And several years ago, we went to Jamaica. And it was just me and him. And we went to Jamaica. Yeah. And then. They, the resort we stayed at had a poolside bar. <laughs> he never saw a poolside bar before. So we oh. were 
pool in the pool and it's an all-inclusive so you don't have to worry oh yeah about... so yeah you just go and whatever yeah, yeah. not a so, big deal he you know goes up to the bar and you know orders his first drink and you know how like at some of those places they're always like who wants a shot and then they try to make it a party and yes. whatever yeah 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 um, you know, so anyway, they start doing that, and Georgie's like, "Well, I want a shot." Oh no, no. no. I and he's like, "You're not the boss of me." Or he'll once in a blue moon, like very rarely, especially if he gets really mad when I tell him no, "You're not mommy." You oh don't man, yeah, very rarely, but he, but, yeah, but he, he will that, pull it out if he's really. He will pull that card. You're not mommy. Yeah, crap. So he's seeing everybody else do the shots why can't i do what everybody oh, else is gosh. and i'm like oh crap what am i gonna do what am i gonna do yeah I was like, like yeah i would just be like in panic mode or something I like pulled because i knew we were gonna be there all day i pulled a 20 out okay that i had like in you know one of those waterproof purse things yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah I take the bartender aside and i said look i'm i don't think i had to explain this because you can see clearly that my brother has a disability oh okay yeah it's not like you like it's like a hidden like you can tell yeah it's not hidden like you you can see it you can hear it when you talk to him like you know it's not hidden in any way so i give the bartender a 20 i explain the situation and i'm like if you could just give him like water and even if you put like a drop of blue caraco or something just to color it like to make him give him the illusion that like yeah that he's doing what everybody else is doing and no matter what he asks for after every beer he gets a soda because he'll yeah. milk the soda because he wants the beer. So he'll go real slow with the soda. So I'm like, so if you can alternate. And oh, then, that's so interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Alternate and then do like a, a literal drop of blue Caraco to change yeah, the just color. Just so, yeah. He's like, yeah, here. Takes the 20. Took care of us for the rest of the day. So every time they were like, <laughs> shot, shot. And, you know, they learned his name. They're like, Georgie, here's yours. And he's oh. like, yeah. So he's like, I'm thinking I win right that's yeah, a win that sounds right? great like till we're like 10 shots in that's a lot of shots i mean oh, yeah. even we're for like, like a regular person in. like that's a 10 shots is is a lot he thinks and while everybody else is having trouble walking in the pool and right. walking and doing everything he's like i'm just really good at drinking that's what oh, he started no! saying. <laughs> like oh my god oh god what did i do you know oh, um i mean he had a great you... time you know right yeah so i learned like maybe sometimes you just have to stick with the no uh oh but but some of it is just trial and error it's just trial and error you didn't know like because you did did what you could in real time given that like where you yeah like and you're on vacation too right like if you're at home it's much easier to just say no like at home like when you're out somewhere else like it's it's so hard and you know thank god it 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 turned out okay but he was bragging about it and everyone there god love them they were very nice to him they were like yeah you're the man you had the most shots yeah dude yeah super nice to him about it yeah i'm like i should have just said no (laughs) to say yeah to save all the yeah 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 so you know now i i put a limit on it and i'm like you know i'm a little more comfortable with being the bad guy i don't like it but i'm more comfortable with it where yeah. i'm like no three and you're cut off like that's it no i don't care yeah you're at least you're more yeah you're more settled into like the shoe that then you have to kind of yes. wear yeah you know, where sometimes my other sibling um not the one the middle one more than the other one will be like oh come on let him have more than one i'm like okay then he's staying at your house tonight 
Right. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. I'm leaving him here then. Yeah. You can deal with the consequences. Bye. And yeah. oh, you know, and he doesn't want to do that. So he, he will say no. Yeah. And it's not good for him. You know, it's not. I want him to be able to do what everybody else does to a certain extent, yeah. but I don't want him doing that. I mean, you know? I mean, just just for everybody listening. Having more than three shots for a normal person is also not great. No, like, that's no not, shots. We're not. No shots. Beer. Three beers. And oh, that's three it. beers. Oh, okay. No shots. No. Yeah. The... I I absolutely say no to that after that little. <laughs> no shots. Yeah. I just say beer. Beer. Sorry, I should have. Yeah. Okay. Oh no. That. Made, okay. That's. But even then, still like three. Three still. I. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. There are limits no. that it's just from uh, just you know. But it's easy, like, when you, like, couple it, like, say, if you're, like, here's one, here's a soda, here's your second, here's Mm -hmm. a soda, or whatever drink. Or whatever in between, yeah, yeah. whatever. In between them, so then it kind of spaces it out, because, like I said, he'll slam them. Yeah. I really have to be careful. We just did a cruise in June, and um, thank God, he actually didn't even ask for any. Oh, he, I think he had one the whole crew. Interesting. One, one beer. Just, and he was just perfectly happy watching everybody on the Lido deck dance and do their thing. So he huh. wasn't even thinking of it. So I'm yeah. like, all right, well, maybe we're out of that phase now. <laughs> yeah. What? Hey, makes your life significantly easier not having to like deal with that. What is not having to say no. <clears throat> yeah. You know, but there were, there are definitely times, you know, that I have to tell him no or, his anxiety will get the better of him. So there are certain things I can't tell him until it's going to happen. Oh, so that yeah, could be doctor's appointments. It could be something fun. Like if we're going to the movies or he has a doctor's appointment, I will not tell him until we're ready to leave. Oh, like to get into the car and leave. Yeah. Like that level of. It could okay. be a good anxiety, like an excited type of anxiety. Or if it's a doctor's appointment, it's a very scared type of anxiety where he will, um, he is petrified that they're going to put him back in the hospital. And, and in all fairness, he's been in the hospital a lot. Yeah, I was his- going to say, I think that from even what you've told me, like, I can imagine that's not a fun, like, Mm-mm. yeah. No. So, and I can understand that. I don't even try to fight that anxiety because I would feel the same way if I were him. Yeah. With or without a disability, you exactly. know, if you've been in and out all the time your whole life, then you're going to feel that way. So I don't tell him. Um, and then I have to sometimes make promises I may not always be able to deliver on when they go to do his blood pressure. You know, when you first go in and they weigh you and they yes. do all um, because his blood pressure is always super, super high from the white coat syndrome. Um, do you oh, know what that is? No. It's when you have anxiety of like a doctor's office. So you might have normal blood pressure but because you're in a doctor's office oh okay i do i've heard about that but i didn't know there was like terms for it but i know i have yeah i i've met people that that happens too and everything yeah so when they're doing it i have to promise him that they're not going to put him in the hospital this visit and nine nine times out of ten i am right you know there there's only been once that i wasn't right yeah um, but I have to promise and swear up and down on everything good and holy that it it is, he is not, <laughs> not going to be in the hospital. Yeah. And then they'll wait a little bit and then they'll do it again. And then it's in a normal range. And I'm like, yeah, see, there you go. Oh <laughs> you know? yeah. And they're like, oh my God, he needs blood pressure medicine. I'm like, but mm-hmm. no, yeah, he really doesn't. He just, no. the exact, yeah, that, but that anxiety is very real. Cause I'll, yeah. Cause it's like the way that he 
the amount of times like he's in and out and like the whole thing it's yeah like that's that's fun for nobody no no yeah but it is a very it's it's extremely difficult to be the 24 7 caretaker you know i I, must be exhausted like all the time i i can only imagine that i don't yeah like it has to be exhausting it can be like for the most part you know they're it's it's okay you know from day to day there are moments you know where Mm. it's extremely exhausting and you know my like i mentioned before my boyfriend you know we all live together and he is absolutely phenomenal with it you know there are times my brother also has been suffering from um short-term memory loss so if you tell him it's monday he doesn't always realize it's monday you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And he might wake up and start wandering around confused about what's going on, where he should be. Should he be in bed? Should he be awake? Like, yeah, he just can't remember like what's yeah, happening. Yeah, just what's going on. Yeah. Um, where even my boyfriend has gotten up with him and, you know, reminded him, oh, it's bedtime. You know, it's, it's we yeah. should all be in bed right now and, you know, get him to go back to bed. Or if he maybe didn't get to the bathroom soon enough. Mm-hmm. which happens a little more often than I, than we would like it to Yeah, um, has cleaned up after him or, you know, helped him get in the shower after that and, yeah. you know, got out clean clothes and, you know, so it's really great having, you know, that support in house with me. Yeah. It's super kind and, and patient and understanding and, you know, doesn't freak out or doesn't yell at him and, um, you know, knows that it's not something he can help. Um, you know, when, if he breaks something, like he's not freaking out, he's like, oh, we'll fix that. You know, (laughs) don't worry. You know, so that is super, super awesome. You know? Yeah. No, that, yeah, that's, that's great. Like that's, yeah. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of like the litmus test, you know, that maybe you did. Yeah. It's very much like, yeah. Yeah, so what, when they first met, did they did, did Georgie like approve or give him like whatever, or did that just take time, or like what was it like when they first met? Oh, it was good. It was good. They they got along right away. Um, you know, he was really good with him and very patient and understanding. So they got along from the get go, if you will. But even from the time I was a kid, like if I had a date and somebody was coming over, because my parents had the strict rule that if somebody was taking you out, they had to come in the house and say hi to both parents yeah um so if they met my brother i would sit and watch how they reacted to him oh okay hey if you're not going to treat him with dignity and respect then i know how you're going to be and i don't want that right and the other thing knowing even as a teenager knowing that someday this would be my job if they weren't willing to accept him on a first date there's no point in continuing with that. Yeah. Like you don't get another shot. This is, you know, how some people you may date some people who have children and you become a step parent or whatever, as much as you have to accept that for me, this is mine. You have to accept mine. Yeah. You know, so it's a test that you do from like way early on. I mean, I feel like every sibling I've talked to, like not, not that has brought it up, but like if we ever get onto this topic about like how they've met, like, their current partner or their spouse or like if they're de- or if they're currently trying to figure it out right like like a hundred percent of the people that we get on this topic will bring that up right because it's just it's it 
Which is interesting now, like, that it's happened so often. It's kind of this idea that, like, it's, like, I for the longest time felt that it's, it was like a burden thing because I'm like, ah, oh, like, it's just extra stuff. But I think about, I think about it now and I'm like, well, really, that's a very helpful filter because it just knocks, it knocks mm-hmm. out a the very large amount of people. Yes. Right? Because, because what I also think is interesting was that even if I didn't date a particular person, I would watch how they would interact, you know, with people that either had disabilities or that were kind of like, you know, off kilter or whatever. And if it was interesting to watch how they would interact with those people, right? Because if they're going to act with those people where they don't know them or whatever, then you that would instantly tell you information. Everything you needed them. to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like I'm like, in, in retrospect, I'm like, oh, that filter actually is very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> but but when you're going through it, right? Like when you're like 15, when you're 20, you just want to date people. You're like, it, it's just it's just another thing to add yeah. to the list of kind well, of you know some ways. I feel very lucky because I've had the same, pretty much the same group of friends most of my life. Okay. You know, I I have some that I've been friends with since we were two years old. Wow. And some I met as a freshman in high school, you know, and it ranges, you know, in there. Yeah, in between, yeah. And it's the same group of people. So they've also grown up with my brother and they have been wonderful with him from the time we were little kids to even now like they yeah. understand the situation so when okay. i get an invite like say you know my friend's having a barbecue or you know one of my friends is hosting you know a new year's day party yeah. they always include my brother they wow always include, that's amazing yeah even my boyfriend's family includes georgie in what we're doing yeah my friends include him um and especially like my childhood friends have always included him and treated him like an, like their brother too. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a nickname for my brother. I call him, <laughs> I call him Borpy. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I was little, um, when I first learned to talk, I couldn't say Georgie and Borpy came out uh, instead and it just stuck. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. He calls me Borpy. Um, I'm going to throw him right under that bus and tell you that nickname, but I'm not going to tell you the nickname that my brothers have for me. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's a fair, that's a fair trait. <laughs> so, you know, even a couple of my friends will call him that nickname because they've been around that long. Yeah, they're, yeah. they know that, you well enough. They know hit like that. Yeah, like they're consistently yeah. showing up. Yeah. Yes. And even, you know, my my friend's parents ha- are even absolutely wonderful, you know, to my brother and treat him like, you know, like their friend too. Um, so in that way, the circle of friends that I have is, I'm very, very lucky, you know, um, my, you know how, like you have your friends outside of work and then you have your friends in work that become your friends outside of work. Yes. Yep. Yep. I, I've one is my, I'll call her my teacher bestie. She's even phenomenal with them. You know, like she, they joke around and, and, you know, she's great with them, but she's also a special ed teacher. So you expect that. Yeah. There's a certain level of, if you are not like that, then I got concerns. (laughs) You know, but I, I have, um, you know, my other friends that I've been friends with for 30 plus years that are just, they always include him, even their spouses who 
are not new to the game, but new. Newer than they. Oh, well, I've yeah. known them. Right. Yes. You know, are yeah. absolutely wonderful with him. You know, That's my so best friend's husband is phenomenal with him, has done things with him, you know, go yeah. on to sporting events and different things like that, where they're so accepting and so, you know, loving to him when we go out or we go do stuff, you know. Yeah. But he's always included. Um, last, last last year, two years ago, I went to Disney. We t I took Georgie to Disney, and he can't walk anymore. Long periods, like okay. he can do short well, periods. a lot of walking, no matter yeah. like which way <laughs> yeah. you go about that. That's a yeah. that's a lot of. But he lot. can like walk around where we live, you know, yeah, inside the home, but he can't like walk up the street. Like that's oh, I see. Is like way too bad for that. Okay. So I have him in a wheelchair and my best friend and her husband decided to go at the same time to help me with them. Oh, now so great. They are that's, DBC a, like, members, that's the which best, is, best friend ever. <laughs> like, yeah, oh they are gosh. DBC members, but she still but didn't. Still, have like, she would have to take the same. Yeah. yeah. Oh they gosh. didn't have to. And yeah. they did. And sometimes like I'd be pushing and I would never, you know, say, okay, you take over or right? you do. Yeah. That. You know, but, where either one of them would be like, go take it i got this you know where my best Aww. friend knows me she knows like i'll never be like all yeah. right you, you know i don't want to she do knows it. all the cues and she don't yeah she can read you pretty well probably, yeah which is good like, like yeah <laughs> As you know friend should. um or if i'm struggling up a hill she'll she's like i got you yeah <laughs> you know um and yeah. he loves them he loves yeah. them so um you know in that way as far as like the circle of friends that i'm around i'm very very lucky that they're very supportive and very understanding and very accepting of my brother yeah. and you know always have been you know my like i said the ones i've known since we were little kids like two three years old to third grade you know they've grown up with him so they don't know any different if anything you know he's taught them a lot too yeah because it's almost like he's their older brother because because if they're your friends right in school like it's gonna yeah. be the same like age gap. yeah but and i'm sure he also took on the i want to be your brother because you're in my house like type of thing <laughs> right like i don't yeah. yeah you know so in that way it's it's really good but yeah. um you know it's still tough because you know if i reach out for anyone other than, you know, the care providers I already have, it's a really tough thing for someone to come in and be like, take over for me for a night or, you know, yeah. a couple hours, you know, where sometimes it's understandable and I can't hold it against them when they're like, I don't want to do that, you know, yeah. or they're not comfortable with it. It, it annoys me, but I, I get it. And I can't hold that against them. This isn't their issue to, to deal with. Does that make sense? Yeah. Thanks for listening to part one of Susan's story. Stay tuned for part two coming next week where we talk more about caregivers. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Special Needs Sibling Podcast. If you're new here, please subscribe, rate, and review the show to help more siblings and friends find us. You can also support the podcast by donating on Ko-fi. That's K-O-F-I. You can check out the link in the description for more info. If you're a special needs sibling, I hope you feel encouraged and validated in your journey. If you're not a sibling but know someone who is, I hope you learned a little bit more about what their life is like. That's all for now, and until next time, this is the Special Needs Sibling Podcast. <laughs>